Good morning, guys, and welcome to Sweat Thrive Glow, the podcast. My name is Katie Dudley. I am the voice and creator behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde. Welcome. It has been a morning, okay? I have had myself a day. It is 6.56 a.m. I woke up to my dog having full-fledged fucking diarrhea in her crate. So much so, so that everything needed to be thrown away. She needed a bath. I gave her a bath while I was washing my hands. Um, she went upstairs and shit on the rug. Then while I was washing my hands, my parents have, let me set the stage for you, these beautiful custom windows in their kitchen. They're five feet by five feet. And I look up, you know, just at this beautiful view and a bird fucking flies into the window and scares the bejesus out of me. It just like wasn't my morning. Then I recorded, or I thought I recorded, um, 10 minutes of a podcast, you know, the one that you're listening to now. Yeah, this is round two. So, uh, it didn't record. So that was a great time for me. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're working with this morning. It's been really great. Anyway, let's dive into, oh, just kidding. Before we dive in, I want to thank all of you guys for giving me feedback on the podcast. I knew the number one piece of feedback was going to be length of time. Let's talk about time integrity really, really quickly. It's something that I learned when I was working at Lululemon. If you are in a meeting and somebody is dragging something on for 25 minutes, that could have been a five minute conversation or even a fucking email. It's the most annoying thing in the entire universe. If I can get through a topic and get my point across in eight minutes, I'm not going to make it 20 minutes just for the sake of it being 20 minutes. So the length of the podcast is going to be based on the length of time the topic needs, if that makes sense. I will never waste your time with rambling if it's not necessary. All right. Okay. Love you so much. Again, thank you so much for that feedback. Um, You will be getting longer episodes. It just depends on the topic and how much time it needs. Now, let's talk about gym and weightlifting for beginners. If this was a collegiate course, this would be like weightlifting 101. The things that you need to know before you go into the gym, the basis, the foundation of everything weightlifting wise. Okay. So, First things first, if you have never lifted before, it is imperative that you hire a trainer for a minimum of two sessions just to, again, this is super duper important. One, it's going to help with your confidence knowing what you're doing because you can use that same workout for like months with an S on the end, months. Um, And I'll show you guys how you do that. Um. But form is the basis of everything. So I want, if you've never done this before, hire a trainer, go into the gym with somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, If you have a friend or somebody who is in the fitness industry, maybe ask them to help you. Form is everything. It's the foundation to all movement. So if you're going to hire a trainer, again, a minimum of two sessions, it's usually between $50 and $80. There are some places that are far more expensive. I don't think that you should pay more than $80 for a personal trainer. Um, I think you should ask for their certifications. I would look for somebody who's either NASM certified or ACE certified, has a degree in exercise science or kinesiology, something where it's movement-based. Make sure that they are certified. It's important. Okay. Um, talk to 
their clients, ask them for their results, ask them how long they've been working with their trainer, um, check their social media, see who's tagging them in post. And then if you really like them, okay, um, that is when you are going to ask them to design a program for you. For example, when I was looking for a trainer, I wanted somebody slightly psychotic. I wanted somebody who pushes the envelope in their own body. I wanted ideally a private facility. And so I was like, dad, like I really want this kind of trainer. Like this is who I want. And he was like, wait, I was talking to this guy one day at the barber shop. I think I know exactly the type of trainer that you're looking for. Ryan, my trainer, I post him all over my social media because I really just think that everybody should be working with him because he's phenomenal. He owns a private facility in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. So there's no like weird people staring at you. Um, he's so professional. My results speak for themselves. Also, he is the least creepy human being on the planet. Like I feel like there's so many trainers that are just like creepy Steve's. We talk about them all the time, Ryan and I, like just like a creepy, like the way that they like spot you during your squat is creepy. It's a little bit too sexual. I have never once felt uncomfortable with Ryan ever, 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 ever. And that's also really important, making sure that you're comfortable and confident in who you're working with. Okay. Get referrals, ask them if they're doing continuing education. How long have they been in the business? If they've been in the business for 15 years and they own their own facility, AKA Ryan, you know that they're worth their salt, right? All right. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes. The reason why you should hire a trainer is form is everything. Form over weight always. You do not increase your weight on your lifts until your form is perfect at that weight. Okay. That's for injury prevention. It's for muscle recovery. It's for proper muscle memory. You don't want to get into the habit of using poor form just to say you hit a squat on 225 when you didn't even hit parallel. Like, let's be honest. Okay. So form is everything. Now we're going to focus on compound movements. They are the basis of every decent program. Okay. Compound movements. Think of squats, deadlifts, lunges, leg press, bench press. These are the things that are the fundamentals. You're using multiple joints to move the weight, and they're important. This is where you're going to keep the meat and potatoes of your programming. If your trainer is telling you to do banded glute glute kickbacks, run for the hills. Most of your programming should be squats, deadlifts, bench presses, lat pulldowns, um, standing rows, like things that are compound movements that are really going to get into the muscles. Um, you want to make sure that you are making those the primary focus. I cannot state that enough. The girls who are posting Instagram videos with a different lift every single week Confuse me. Like there's absolutely no way you can track progress if you continuously change up your workouts. Consistency in everything is so important. And we'll get into how you change the difficulty of your workouts as you continue to grow and build muscle. But guys, I've literally been doing the same lifts for like years with an S on the end. I've just been using progressive overload. Again, a term that we're going to get into in a little bit. So I was definitely following a bunch of like booty band girls and glute kickback girls, which is fine. Like those are fine exercises as like accessories, 
However, I wasn't achieving the goals that I wanted. So then I started following a lot of male bodybuilders, male competitors, because they have super duper well-defined, well-rounded physiques. If you want good glutes, look at the workout that a male bodybuilder is doing. They have the most well-developed glutes. Why? Because they're squatting heavy, they're deadlifting, they're leg pressing, they're hip thrusting, they're doing all of the things that you need to do to build that booty, okay? You do not need to be doing cable kickbacks until you're blue in the fucking face. It's just not going to tear the muscle fibers in the way that they need to be torn and then repaired to actually build a decent physique. I'm not saying that they're not, they're not useless as an exercise, right? Um, but they're not the most efficient and effective way to do it. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. So I follow a whole bunch of bodybuilders and really like focused on what they were doing in addition to like my own shit. And like, I have an idea of what I've been doing. Um, PS, I've been lifting with a trainer since I was like 14 or 15. We do have a gym in our basement and on Saturdays, my dad's trainer would come and he would work with like three of us. I think, I think it was me, my dad and Brendan. I'm not really sure. I know that me and my dad worked out with him. Um, so I've been working out with a trainer for a while. So we're going to stick with the basics and then you can mix things up with the booty bands at the end as accessory movements. Think of your compound movements as your little black dress. Okay. They are, they're classic, they're basic. They always work. And then the banded stuff, the accessory stuff, those are simply accessories. Those are your necklaces. Those are your earrings. You don't pick out your earrings before you pick out your dress, right? Right. Okay. So let's talk about progressive overload. Essentially, it just means increasing your weight over time. You're increasing the stress on your body. So when I first started training with Ryan, my deadlift goal was to deadlift over my body weight, which at the time was like 175, I think. Um... So when I hit 185, I was pumped. If you've listened to the upper other episodes, you know that I am working towards a 300 pound deadlift. That is a prime example of progressive overload. I'm not changing the exercise that I'm doing, but I am increasing the intensity because I am overloading my body with stress, AKA weight. The weight is the stress that's on your body. If you guys didn't know that working out is stress on your body, I was explaining this to one of my clients before. Um, when you're running, your body has no idea if you're running because there's a 5k happening or if there's a bear chasing after you, it's all stress, right? You're going to have the same, um, response in your body, systemic response. You're going to get flushed. You're going to start sweating. Your heart rate increases. Um, those are all a stress response. Those are the same things that used to happen to me during nursing exams. All right. Anyway, I digress. So you're going to work big to small. When I'm lifting, especially on my own, I do all of my big muscles first. So I'll do my, if I'm doing back and biceps, I will do all of my back movements first and then end with my biceps. The biceps are a smaller muscle group, right? That makes sense. Your arm is smaller than your back and you are utilizing your biceps in all pulling exercises. So you're pulling back, right? And as you pull back, your biceps are going to engage with your lats, with your traps, all of those posterior kinetic chain muscles, they're all going to engage and it helps your biceps are working throughout the entire time. 
here's what happens if you do your biceps first, which again could be a strategy if that's something that you wanted to do to switch up your workout once you've been established. Um, Your biceps are going to be fatigued by the time you get to your back stuff if you start with them. If they're fatigued, you're just not going to be able to pull as much weight um, and it's just not going to be nearly as effective as if you did the big muscle group first. So if I'm doing back and buys, I always start with my back exercises knowing full well that my um, biceps are being engaged the entire time. So your biceps are being worked. It's just not the primary mover, if that makes sense. Okay. So always working big to small. Um, that for chest day, I usually do chest first, then shoulders, and then end with triceps. Um, again, working biggest to smallest. Um, and for me, I'm working strongest to weakest. My chest has gotten pretty strong. Um, and then working my way to my weakest muscle, which is my tricep, but my triceps are working through all of the chest exercises, all of the shoulder exercises, and then finishing with that tricep. I hope that that makes sense. Okay. Now, let's <laughs> let's talk about um, rep ranges. I'm like reading my notes lower and I just made myself laugh. Um, let's talk about rep ranges. So depending on your goals, depends on how many reps you're going to do. I want visible muscles when I'm standing in the checkout line at Trader Joe's. So I like to work my way from 15 reps on my first set. So if I'm doing a lap pull down. I'm going to pick a weight that's like 100, 100 to 110 because I know that I can get 15 reps. Then I'm going to up it to like 120. There, I'm probably looking at 12 reps depending on my rest. In between sets, I can probably get 10 to 12. So then I'm going to up it to 130. 130 is tricky for me. I'm probably going to get 8 to 10 and then I could cap there or I could go up to 140 and aim for five to eight. Once I hit that five to eight rep range, I know that I'm gassed and I'm done and I can move on. So I don't necessarily count my sets anymore. I usually just go until I'm gassed and there's no way that I could safely pull the weight anymore. Again, always maintaining form. If my form starts to suffer, I'm done with that set, even if I've only done three reps and that is okay. All right. On so... On a lighter day, I'm going to hit 15 reps, or on a warm-up set, I'm going to hit 15 reps, and then I'm going to in- continue to increase my weight until I'm getting at least eight reps, um, sometimes less, um, but I don't want to hit more than 10 on my last set, and that's typically how I increase my weight, okay? Now, let's talk about my favorite, favorite, favorite like rumor or like misconception about females and weightlifting. Katie, I really love like that you like lift heavy or whatever, but like I don't want to get like bulky. All right, guys, here's the tea. You are not working hard enough. You are not eating enough and you are not taking enough anabolic steroids to get bulky. We just don't produce that much testosterone. Guys, I want to be slightly bulkier and I'm working so hard and eating so much and I just can't get there. And I have a body type that naturally makes a lot of muscle mass. So if I can't get bulky, you're not going to get bulky with a 15 pound dumbbell. It's just, it is what it is. Like I'm moving big numbers and I'm still not bulky. If you're taking any anabolic steroids, if you are lifting super duper heavy, 
six to seven days a week um, and you're eating a shit ton of food, that's when you get bulky. But it takes so much effort and I can guarantee you are not working hard enough to get there because the girls who are working hard enough are having a really hard time getting there. Promise. Promise you that. Okay. Don't worry about getting bulky. You won't. What is actually going to happen is you are going to put on muscle mass. You're probably going to gain a little bit of weight, but you're changing your body composition. So that weight has shifted from pounds of fat to pounds of muscle. Um, The more muscle you carry, the faster your metabolism is, meaning the more calories you burn at rest or when you're sleeping, um, it makes your body a far more efficient mover. So you want to make sure that you're adding some sort of resistance training like weightlifting into your routine. Too much cardio will slow your metabolism. Hi, did we just hear that? We're going to repeat it one more time. Too much cardio will slow your metabolism. If you are doing too much cardio, you are going to start stop burning fat, go into muscle burning, okay? When you're burning muscle, you are slowing your metabolism, You don't need to be doing cardio seven days a week. Two spin classes in a row is too much, sis. It's unnecessary stress, okay? I take, if I'm going to take a spin class, I'm going to take a max of three spin classes a week, okay? Um, Most of my lifting is my cardio because I'll just shorten the like rest time in between reps and we'll get into that in a little bit. But... We don't need to be doing extensive amounts of cardio. You will not get bulky. If you do too much cardio, you're going to slow down your metabolism. Weightlifting increases your metabolism. Welcome to my TED Talk. All right, guys, lift splits. Let's talk about it. Um, I don't have a dedicated lift split because what was happening was around January, I would go into the gym and I would have in my mind that I was doing chest and triceps, okay? And I would get there and everything that I needed to do any sort of workout would be taken and I would be furious and livid. So, and like just defeated. And sometimes I would even leave the gym because I was so annoyed because I couldn't get my plan done. Um, so I switched to an upper lower split. So around January, I usually do an upper lower split where I walk into the gym and I'm like, okay, today I'm hitting lower body and whatever equipment I can get to work lower body is what I use. I'm not picky about it. I get my sweat in in any capacity that I can that day. If I am lifting upper body and all I can get is a cable machine, I'm probably going to do back. If I'm lifting upper body and I can only get a bench, I'm going to do chest. Um, If a leg day is what's on the docket, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to figure it out. I can use cables. I can use a squat rack. I can use a bench. I can use a leg press. You figure it out, right? So my lift split isn't always like specific, I will go in there and lift whatever I need to lift. So, um, now it's a little bit less crowded so I can go in there with like, I'm hitting chest today, but usually I go in with an idea of either upper versus lower and then see what equipment is available unless I'm super fatigued. And then I go in there with a plan. Um, this time of year, I usually don't have an issue getting equipment, but to save myself from stress, anxiety, and anger, Um, I do an upper lower split in the middle of the winter. Another way, and so that just means upper body, lower body, rotating through the days. One day I lift upper, one day I lift lower. I just am not specific that like Monday is chest, Tuesday is legs, Wednesday is arms. Like I just don't make it super specific, okay? There's also a method 
where it's a push-pull day. So pulling back would be back muscles, back and biceps. A push day would be anything that you're pushing forward. Think chest, triceps, shoulders, and then you add in leg days there. Um, Yeah. So that's another form of weightlifting right there. You could also do like full-blown muscle splits. So chest and tries, um, glutes and quads one day, um, hamstrings and calves another day, um, core and cardio another day. So it all depends also on how many days you're planning on lifting. If you're lifting six days a week, um, I probably would do the individual muscle splits. So really breaking it down, um, core one day, um, like at arms and core is a nice combination, chest and triceps, back and biceps. Um, yeah, breaking it down that way. If you don't have that much time, do an upper lower split. If you're only going to go four days a week, um, or a push pull, if you're only going to go four days a week, if you're only going to go twice a week, I would do a total body. Um, it just depends on your time frame and your goals. Obviously, the more consistent you are, the more you're lifting, um, the better your results. Um, but you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Okay. All right, guys. I think I covered everything that I want to in this episode. Think of this as 101. We can go into a 102, a 103. I know that there's going to be a lot of questions. Um, feedback is always, always, always a gift. Um, I very, very, very much appreciate your feedback. Um, especially the fact that you guys love the podcast, that you guys want more and longer. It's the ultimate compliment saying that you guys want more of me talking. It's a little bit crazy town to me, but I love it. Um, this is part one. Let me know what you guys need from part two. What information, Um, Are you dying to know when it comes to weightlifting? Are there any other forms of exercise that you want me to cover? I know I've gotten a lot of questions on like how to become a Pilates instructor, how to become a fitness instructor. Those are coming, but I kind of wanted to give you just the basics of weightlifting, not too overwhelming, just some basic information. Okay. Let me know what questions you have. Um, I really, truly appreciate all of your support, all of your love. Um, just, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys dedicating your time. Time is the most valuable thing, which is why some of the podcasts are short because I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Um, I just really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, again, thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. Please don't forget to like subscribe rate on iTunes. It's very, very, very helpful for me. Um, Slide in my DMs with feedback always. If you guys have any questions, always, always, always let me know. Think of this as part one. (sighs) You guys are the best. Have the best day. Make good choices. Look both ways. Love you the most.